Welcome to Prim and Prosper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. Well, Marinella, a couple weeks ago, we did relationship red flags. And I think we had some fun going down memory lane and thinking about all the times we've been wronged in relationships. Uh, but I don't <laughs> yeah. maybe want us sounding like we're bitter people. We've also had good relationships or good experiences within relationships. And so I thought we would do an episode around relationship green flags. Yeah, I mean, I've had some good experiences, um, although I think I made the joke to you last week when we weren't recording that I wouldn't know a green flag if it hit me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you um, so there, there were more few and far between for me, but I do know what I would want in a potential relationship and the green flags that exist there. I think it is also acceptable to pull green flag examples from friends and loved ones who are in healthy relationships. I definitely uh, did think of my friends who are in great relationships as a source of inspiration when I was coming up with these green flags on my end. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think just like last time we just kick off with a flag, I can I can start us off here. Uh, Yeah. All right. Under relationship red flags, we talked a bit about like how they treat your family. And well, like obviously them treating your family well is a green flag, but I actually didn't necessarily list that. What I was thinking is how they treat other people, specifically people who might be a little more inconsequential, like a a server or a retail worker, right? Like someone you only are going to see one time for a short period of time and aren't going to be in your life forever. But the way they treat those people, especially if it's someone serving them in some capacity, mm-hmm. to me is like a green flag if they treat them well and with respect. Yeah, I would echo that and add something like how they would treat... Um maybe like an animal or you know um somebody who may have had like like a challenge maybe like um like a handicap or disability or something like that um how they talk about them when they're not around yeah that's a big one for me because i've i've heard some you know some pretty nice things to somebody who may be different in front of them but if they can continue to speak on a positive and like high note about somebody when they're not around then that to me is a big green flag absolutely right it's something about just i mean one it's a basic level of human decency but two it's understanding people who might be in like a vulnerable position so like if you're a server retail worker right like you are literally serving somebody servicing them in some capacity or if you're a person with a disability that may also create some level of vulnerability and Mm -hmm. yeah I think and animals right they have a certain level of vulnerability around humans and like I don't know if you can't treat those things those people those animals with decency like i'm just talking like the bare minimum respect and decency you know then yeah that's that's not a good sign but it's a great sign when someone does it with like compassion and understanding and empathy yeah and if they light up especially around um 
animals or servers or like are quick to like compliment like can I talk to your manager about what a great job you did yeah I I really like that (laughs) I agree I don't uh, I don't necessarily want children but still my ovaries do flutter in those moments yeah (laughs) you know or like how they are around little kids as well if they go and play with you know a friend's children or whatnot yeah my ovaries are like, ooh, yes, we don't want to, you know, procreate with you, but, you know, we want to practice procreating. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, what do you have as a green flag? Um, a green flag for me is if somebody is very clear about where they stand with you um, early on, too. Like, I would say if I went on a date and somebody was very quick to tell me what they were looking for, if they wanted something serious or um, if they wanted to like, you know, define the relationship, you know, a month in or something like that to me, that to me is a big green flag because I don't like to wonder, you know, and I'm sure the other person doesn't either. So if they could, you know, express that and I can be like, oh, okay in agreeance, then I know I can, like, continue to let this grow. Yeah, and you can feel safer on that person, right? Because I think I feel safer if they're openly communicating what they want out of this and, and where they see it going. Not saying you have to commit to marriage in the first couple of weeks, but like you said, just, like, appropriate stages of the relationship, being able to communicate. You know, I'm looking to be monogamous with you. I'm looking for us to be in a relationship. I'm looking for the next steps, whatever those are. You know, what came to mind when you said that, which I know is not a relationship, but it kind of is, is a friends with benefit situation. So I had, when I just moved to Chicago, I had somebody that we got into a friends with benefit situation. And I think we both kind of knew we weren't long-term what the other person was looking for. Even though we got along well, I just think we we had different ideas of, of where we were going in life. Um, but we always openly communicated about it. And we, like, came to an agreement that we weren't going to see other people while we were doing this. Like, we were just uh, going to have our little, I don't know, fuck fest for a couple of months and then go our <laughs> separate ways. But it was honestly some of the best communication I've had with somebody. Like we were so honest about it and, mm-hmm. you know, and I really like appreciated that we were on the same page where things stood. And then when it came time for it to end, like it was, you know, there was like a little bit of sadness, but it was also not like unexpected or shocking or upsetting. It was just like, oh, yep, I guess this is, this is the, the point where we turn to the next chapter of our lives and go our separate ways. So yeah, I'm not sure what that says about me and my relationships that the first example I could think of when you said that (laughs) was a friends with benefit. Oh man. I mean, it's still, you really, you were, you were both honest about what you wanted and it worked for both of you. Like I've been in situations where I'm just the type of person that like I don't really have casual sex no matter how many times I've tried to be like I can be casual about this it doesn't happen for me um and if I end up going on a date with somebody that says that they're not looking for anything serious but then you know they're trying to get in my pants at the same time I'm like oh god you know And I have that mentality, like, oh, maybe they'll change their mind. So, like, I've learned now that, like, that's the big first, okay, do not go on another date with this person. Do not think that they're going to want something serious. No. 
no no yeah I so I have had a couple of casual sex relationships it's not what I'm looking for right now in my life I don't judge people who do them like I said I've done Mm -hmm. them yeah uh and I feel like I've always been pretty upfront with people about it like I'm not looking for this to go like seriously I don't want to maybe go out on public dates because I don't want to give the wrong impression to you like this is what it is this is what I see this being um but it makes me even think of one time this was like uh someone who was in my friend group even though I wasn't really close to him and we were all like in a larger group had been hanging out at a bar and again this was in my mid-20s probably and we were flirting and he's like I'll walk you home and I was like okay and then he's like can I come up I was like look I'm down for making out but nothing more and we get up there and I was like oh and we can stop and get pizza on the way because I lived on the street from a domino so I was like we can stop we can get pizza we can make out a little but then I'm like going to bed you know if you can't get home you're welcome to crash on my couch but like I'm being straightforward. This is this is what's in the cards if you want to continue going or go on your merry way. He was like a little bit shocked when we got up to the apartment that like that wasn't code for I want to have sex with you. I was like, <laughs> I, like you can't win. I thought it was so clear. Like we could make out. We'll eat pizza. You can sleep on the couch if you need a place to crash. Oh, yeah. No, he he he, he thought for sure. He's like something's going to change in her in this time. He yeah. did. And I will say to his credit, when I reinforced, no, he did. I mean, granted, he shouldn't have pushed a bit towards things, but at least he did ultimately respect the boundary and didn't like do anything forcefully or whatnot. Because it was probably a little bit dumb on my part to invite him up. I mean, that is the kind of stuff where I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm, I'm too old to be doing these mistakes of <laughs> inviting a man into my place just to make out. Like, <laughs> yeah, not, not where I'm that's at. okay. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it was another time. I'll say that for sure. Yes, yes. You okay. live and you learn. Yeah. What's another green flag for you? Oh, so I really like when somebody encourage you encourages you to have your own bound. Or I'm sorry. Let me bring this back I really like when someone encourages you to have your own hobbies and interests and they have their own hobbies and interests and I think it's you know it's good if they ask about them and try to engage but I also think it's a really good sign when they let you do those things on your own and that they have things that they enjoy doing on their own and that's not because to me when you get like I have to do everything together that's like super enmeshed and unhealthy like couples need a little bit of separation and alone time and maybe even some of their own group of friends or at least a friend or sibling or somebody that's just yours yeah absolutely I mean I've definitely made that mistake where it's like we should do all the things together so that was actually one of my green flags was um, you know, making a separate time for things that you do together, but also allowing for you to do the things that you like to do and not feeling insecure if you're not included. Like, yes, that's a big one. Like be like, not only not feeling insecure, but again, I go back to encouraging you like, yes, I want you to have things that you do on your own that bring you happiness and that part of your identity and and Mm -hmm. what have you for sure 
want that to go vice versa too because you know sometimes I just want the place to myself and I'm going to need you to go out and do your activity or go hang with your friend or something oh, get out of my hair that's some of my favorite I mean being single I get to enjoy that all the time now but like that's some of my favorite time is being able to have like time to myself at home so I'm getting a little spoiled in that actually my grandmother <laughs> recently last night called me and told me that I should check out a show on Univision, which is a uh, Spanish station called, um, I want to say it was called, and an, some kind of love show, like basically a love connection. She's like, you should watch it. Maybe you need to go on it. You know what I mean? She's 82. She's telling me maybe I need to go on the show. She's like, there's people on there. Some people are on there for two years. They're picky. It's just ridiculous. And I had to tell her, I was like, you know, that's the internet has has Tinder and all these other things where you can meet people online. And she was just like blown away. She's like, I love that show. <laughs> oh, my God. Two years? Because I'm a mat- like American reality TV, like, you know, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. It's like, let's get 40 people together. Like, have them all date each other, and at the end, they'll pretend to all pair up and be engaged, and then, you know, we find out the reunion, everyone broke up. Can you imagine being on a dating show for two years? And No. I, I mean, I guess that... I don't know. <laughs> My preference on a dating show would probably go back to um, MTV's Singled Out. I need the sign. I need to narrow it down that way, and hopefully it works out. That's for me. <laughs> Yeah, because I don't have that kind of showmanship on TV, that's for sure. (laughs) They need to bring those shows back. Yeah, I don't think I would do well on any of the dating shows. I don't don't really watch any of them, but I've seen the previews for them on Netflix. The the Netflix algorithm thinks that I want to watch (laughs) all those. I don't even know what they're called. Yeah. They all look the same. It's like beautiful women... And bikinis in a paradise. And uh, yeah, I just, I don't imagine those relationships work out. I don't think they do for the most part. And I don't know how we got to that topic now, but yeah. I don't either. But what I was going to say to you about the living alone piece, and I know that this isn't related to relationship green flags, but it has started to, you do become spoiled by it. And now I envision a perfect relationship as one where we own two condos or houses that are very close to each other but that we each have our own and we can decorate them how we want and we can you know do our daily routine how we want and then we spend time with each other you know but then we can also go home to our own place when we need to that's like my ideal I think situation at this point uh yeah I have a couple friends that have um probably they're probably in their 40s um that they have their best relationship living separately like they don't want to give up their you know space what like the life they created they were in long-term relationships before where they completely were like you know i guess feeling like they sacrificed a lot and now they're happiest uh living apart and spending the weekends maybe at each other's places but there's something specific for everybody that's all i can say (laughs) yeah yeah so i guess back though to the topic at hand any what's your next relationship green flag i guess my next one would be um 
how are their relationships with their friends? I feel like if people have a strong relationship with their friends, they've got, you know, good times that they share, they've got good things to say about their friends, they get along, you know, they support them. Um, That's a big deal for me. And sometimes, I mean, it doesn't have to be like, oh, like us, like we've had, we've been friends for, you know, 15 years. I don't expect people to be like, oh, I've been and had these same friendships forever. But I just like to know that people still show up and, you know, um, just have good things to say about their friendships. Yeah. And like that the friends also, which is maybe a bit what you were saying, so apologize if I'm repeating, but that they have good things to say about their friends and then their friends also speak highly of them, right? That's like a reciprocal speaking highly of each other, quality friendships. I agree with you. I think that's especially... I mean, it's important for everybody, but I will say I've I've seen like studies and I know some married couples who in heterosexual relationships, men sometimes lose friendships. And I don't know why this phenomenon happens, but a lot of men, when they get into their 40s and 50s and 60s, it's like their only friends are family and their wife's husbands. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's a little bit like I want you to, you know, have some of your own friends. It's great that you would become friends with my friends' partners, but I also want you to have some of your own friends that I didn't introduce you to, per se. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe that's, that is a, I've noticed that women have girls' nights quite a bit, you know, like up to whatever mm-hmm. age. But you don't often hear of like guys having guys' nights. I mean, the closest I've seen is like my male coworkers. They go to like the shooting range together or something like that, and they usually go out to eat. But they like have to plan it way ahead, and that's really it. Everything else includes their wives. Yeah, which which isn't bad, but I mean, they don't really maybe put the focus on i've also heard one of them say you know like once you get married and have kids you know you have an understanding amongst guys that you don't really need to talk to each other as much you know you're still friends so maybe they're not as comfortable like admitting that they need their friendship even to each other (laughs) yeah well so interesting you mentioned that because i saw an article talking about of couples especially after they have children and the men, if they lose friendships, it's like they their only source for emotional support becomes their wife. Um, and again, I'm talking about heterosexual couples. So it's like the woman is carrying, yeah, is, is carrying the emotional burden, but she has friends that she maintains. So she's not necessarily unloading all of her emotional needs onto her husband she's also like putting some of that onto her friends because women tend to you know spend time talking about what's going on and what they're struggling with or what have you so it was just kind of an interesting piece that got me thinking about yeah I think I want to find a guy who has some guy friends on his own and that that, that they're really important to him and I've had relationships like that I've a, a lot of in fact, a lot of guy friends I have currently do do a good job of maintaining their male friendships. So just need to land me one of them. Or two. Why not? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> him and his friends. 
but yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, definitely everybody needs to have their friends and yeah. Hmm. Your go on a green flag, I think. No. Maybe. So, yeah. It, yeah, we can go with Nate. So respecting boundaries is a big one for me. And I think like there's the obvious boundaries of when you say no, they don't do the thing. But earlier on, there can be like the smaller boundary testing waters where maybe they want to hang out and you're like, I'm tired tonight. Can we do a different night? And they're not pushy about it. They hear you. They understand you're tired and they say, yeah, of course, let's make plans for the weekend or a different day or whatever. Uh, like even those little small moments, they respect when you say I can't or no, you know? Yeah. So I look for those things earlier on now than I used to because I've definitely dated guys who, I don't know, they just assume, I don't even know if it's assumptions, if they've just gone through life where no isn't a hard no, it's a soft no, and if you push enough, the person eventually says yes. So I look for that earlier on in a relationship. Yeah, and I think you have to kind of have like, those boundaries established for yourself obviously first before you can see if somebody respects them because I mean if you asked me to hang out and I liked you um, I was never gonna say no that was my mo I was like I will drop whatever the fuck I'm doing uh, with the most important people to me and come and spend time with you so I mean obviously at that point if you say no after that they're gonna be like what's wrong with you yeah that's actually a really good point that you have to learn and I think I was a little too accommodating that way as well like I want you know I yeah I just want to be with that person 24 7 and and that's not the healthiest way like it's great to be excited and it's great to spend a lot of time together and getting to know each other and I don't mean to deter people from that but yeah when when it's at a sacrifice to you having any sense of yourself or prioritizing your friends sometimes or prioritizing your well-being like are you going out every night and not sleeping well because you're staying up you know like whatever it is like yeah you gotta have some of those boundaries yourself yeah sometimes sometimes you're tired you don't want to do that you have to do that with friends sometimes too as far as like green flags like there's definitely friendships I've had where I felt more respected like or more comfortable saying like, you know, it's Friday, I went to work and then a coworker wants to go and have dinner or something. Um, there's coworkers that I've been like, I'm really tired and they responded so well and it made me want to reach out to them again to see when we could hang out. And there's others that were like, come on. And then I was really like, I'm never going to try to hang out with this person ever again. Because now I feel like I have to. (laughs) Right. Like the pressuring thing. But it's like when you really want to win someone's affection, you you just kind of go along with it. And um, yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to ask that someone respects what I say. And I should respect what they say, right? And uh, respect those boundaries. Don't don't pressure somebody. Even over the littlest things. Because then once you get used to somebody who blurs the boundaries over the tiny things it's easier to allow them to blur the boundaries over bigger and bigger things right it becomes like normalized and then before you know it 
there may yeah, be you like, feel like you have no choice yeah exactly because that's the way you've always been toward them and they might take advantage of that and be emotionally abusive or other types of manipulation tactics what what have you so yeah i think it's it's important that someone respects boundaries on the little things amen amen let's let's go to another one of my flags here um i feel like it's a big green flag if somebody wants or at least talks positively about going to their job even if it's not like an impress like i don't really care what you do um like i've been i went on a date with an anesthesiologist and she was in her first year of residency and the way she talked about going to this job was like she wanted she wanted to put a bullet in her brain and i was just like this is going to be a problem for you in the future for sure you're really heavily invested in this already Mm -hmm. um and you hate it a lot yeah, I would say like twenty years of education is probably heavily <laughs> invested in that. Yeah, world. or 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 you're you're talking about it in a way that maybe is trying to allude to the fact that you don't like. I don't know if it was like a cool factor thing, like work sucks or something. But I was just like, you know, I like to see people that get like at least moderately happy to go to work. Like I might complain about my job afterward, but like I do get kind of like a pep in my step to go. Yeah. So let me ask you, especially with this person, do you find that they complain about other things in life or was it just confined to work? Just work. Um, You know, I mean, this is one of those people where I was like, too many red flags, got to abort and not continue (laughs) to go on these dates. Um, Probably the biggest one was when we got, I got really stoned with her and I couldn't function on our like fourth date. I was like, I think we were like 35 minutes in and I was like, I think I'm ready to go. Like 35 minutes in. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, um, yeah, she just was very much like, you know, the pressure of the job was like too much. And she found herself like longing to do like all sorts of drugs and blah, blah, blah. And she just wasn't really talking too positively about the job where I was just like, ugh. Something else must be brewing in there. I don't know. She was also struck by lightning on the beach. She, if she ever, if she ever comes across, it, she's gonna know it's her. But you know, I might as well just lay it out there. <laughs> yeah, you very specifically identified somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yes, in, in the St. Pete area. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, to your point though about complaining about the job. You know, I find that in my experience, people who have done that have also complained about a myriad of things in their life that they're just kind of an Eeyore perspective is how I think of it. Like life is always glass half empty. And I'm not saying you have to be constantly the tigger and always optimistic and always whatever. But I think a green flag for me is someone who is more often than not optimistic and more often than not can see you know whether it's confined silver linings or you know can find the opportunity in a really tough situation and not to say these i'm wanting someone who sugarcoats stuff or that i'm wanting someone who tries to fix things that aren't fixable like you know i'm not looking for that but just like 
as an overall kind of approach to life, I want someone who's optimistic. And that's like a green flag to me. Yeah. Yeah, because... I mean, it's tough to be around somebody who's just, like, down, down, down. And I guess another green flag that ties into that is I find it to be a good thing when somebody has told me that they've tried some form of therapy, at least at one point. Like, to me, I'm like, oh, thank God. You know, like, some crazy thing isn't going to come out of the corner that you haven't addressed yet in your life at least one time. Yeah. Absolutely. Or at the very least, it signals that, you know, they're willing to get help when needed. So when inevitably, like if you're finding a life partner in the next, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, shit's going to happen and that they're willing to go seek help for it. And, you know, that they don't see anything wrong with that. And they they do value not ignoring a problem, but getting genuine help so yeah i'm with you on that that's a good green flag talking about those feelings i guess is a big one for me yeah so this is one of my green flags (laughs) (laughs) um you feel free to be yourself around them so and not just like a walking on eggshells type of way but in a way that you know we all have our quirks and the weird little things we do i for instance walk around my place I've got wood floors and sometimes I just jump and spin in the air like I'm a figure skater and you know like (laughs) it's a half spin I I don't get any height on this I'm (laughs) doing it from a standing position but you know I sometimes do that I and by sometimes I mean you know five to six to seven times a day And I want to be able to do that in front of somebody and not feel judged or awkward. Like, I want them to accept my quirkiness. And I want to be able to accept their quirkiness. Yeah, that feels really good when you can just, like, not have to... Did I just do that in front of somebody? You know what I mean? Like, totally. It's like people always talk about doing the first fart. And I get it. Like, farting in front of somebody is a big deal. But we all have bodily functions. Like, we all fart. Not everybody jumps up in the air like they're a figure skater and lands on one foot. That's a particular person, me. And, you know, I want I want someone that I can feel comfortable doing that around. Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know that I've ever felt that comfort in, in a relationship yet. I've wanted to, um, like I've let little things out, but I don't know if I've just full-fledged, I mean, I guess you forget after you get out of one, like, did I do those types of things? But that that would be a relief, to say the least, to just be like, okay, you're going to take me as I am, and that's that's great, yeah. Yeah. That kind of ties into another green flag or I have um, that they recognize like your strengths and like the things that you're maybe not strongest at like I'm kind of an introvert or something like that Uh, like personally I see myself as more introverted I would want somebody who could acknowledge that but not like criticize it you know what I mean I'd want them to like kind of celebrate the things that I would see as like Maybe more of my weaknesses, but, you know, not, like, beat around the bush, like, oh, no, you could be more outgoing. Like, no, 
don't try to put that on me. Just celebrate that I'm that person. <laughs> yeah, there's like, yeah, I don't. I, I think it's always a bad sign, right, when you go into a relationship thinking you're going to change your partner. Um, mm-hmm. And, right, that would be essentially what your partner would be doing if they enter a relationship with you and they want to make you more extroverted is they think they can change you. And, like, no. No, you cannot. So, yeah, the flip side is you want somebody who acknowledges who you are, appreciates it, even if they're a little different in their personality. I'm with you. I think that's a huge green flag. Yeah. I mean, you can't really, like, beat somebody into submission to be exactly like you. And I feel like a lot of people do that. So when you don't, that's, like, really nice. At the same time, like, you, you want to have the same values. That's a green flag as well. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's, Similar values. Yeah. Not, yeah. It's important to have compatibility. Agreed. Mm-hmm. But you're still going to have some differences. And do they embrace those and appreciate them that's important i think my next one probably goes also hand in hand with this and it's you know that they validate your feelings so like if you are hurt you're angry you're you know sad what whatever emotion you're feeling over something that they can listen and empathize with you and validate that the way you're feeling is totally fair. Uh, I think that's important. Like, they don't try to minimize, oh, got Walter over here trying to join the podcast, everyone. (laughs) Oh, boy. Did he unplug you? (laughs) Ooh, this is going to be like a nice editing editing challenge for you, probably. Well, Walter successfully disconnected my microphone and stopped the garage band recording. So, <laughs> as I was saying, find yourself a partner who listens to you and can validate that you're feeling the way you are and, uh, you know, not someone who's like Walter and tries to silence your voice by disconnecting your microphone on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they can let you express yourself and like offer emotional support but and also not make it about them uh that's huge 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 caroline (laughs) yes and and you were saying before i realized my mic was disconnected that you also want someone who isn't necessarily trying to always fix your problems right like yeah i want a partner yeah yeah who listens to me but isn't immediately jumping to how do we solve yeah and i learned that one by being the type of person that felt like if somebody i was like I cared about was having a problem that I needed to fix it and I started noticing that when people did it to me it felt like shit so I kind of was like you know pulling my red flag but also thinking man it would feel so nice if somebody just listened to my shit and like gave me a hug and then that was it (laughs) totally and I think it comes usually from a good place of wanting to help ease that person's pain or discomfort and help make the problem go away like I think you know eight times out of ten that's the intention of the person trying to solve Mm -hmm. your problems but as you said it's like they've stepped to they've jumped to step 13 and they've missed all the first steps where it's like listen to me let me express my feelings acknowledge them and validate them give me a hug, be with me in the moment. Like they're skipping all of those steps. Yeah. 
and jumping right to the like, let's solve this and make it go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you're not ready to feel better like that quickly. You want to be like in your feels just for a bit. And then if that uh, fixing time or like solution time comes together later, then cool. But if not, that's okay. He's not trying to do it again, is he? I, I hear his little pitter-patter paws. <laughs> I moved him away. Hopefully he stays. I mean, I he likes to join Zoom calls at work. He's he's actually pretty well known uh, as uh, Zoom celebrities go. But yeah, gets a little frisky sometimes and just rip that cord right out. But no, he's, uh, he's in the kitchen eating right now. <laughs> he moved on <laughs> real quick. Yeah, he did. Food food does that to him. <laughs> oh, gosh. Do you have another green flag? Actually, no. I think I've gone through all of mine. Do you have any others? Um, I have one more, and it is positive self-talk. Ooh, that's a good one. Not like crazy, like tooting your horn for no apparent reason, but like kind of like having a like an understanding of yourself where you can just be like, you know gentle with yourself and you know encouraging of yourself that's that's what I'm looking for I guess totally (laughs) I also think you know again I know that I don't necessarily want children but if you are somebody who is thinking of having children in your relationship that is such a good quality for a parent to have because so much of what kids do it's like they just pick up on what their parents do and they, like that behavior is modeled for them. So well-meaning parents can try to tell their kids to speak positively to themselves. But if they have negative self-talk, like the kid is seeing that, right? And they're more apt to do the thing they see the parent doing. And so, yeah, if your partner is somebody who can be very compassionate with themselves, like that's such a great you know, uh, behavior to kind of model and pass down to your children. Yeah. You don't want to see, like, your kids start beating themselves up over little things. I feel like that's, like... Oh, my gosh. It's got to be heartbreaking. Kind of sad to see, you know. But it does happen a lot where kids are just like, oh, no, I didn't do a very good job or something. Like, I mean, you don't want to go overboard, like, I'm the most amazing, but... (laughs) You know, credit due for what you're doing. <laughs> totally, totally. Oh, well, I think this was a great list. And uh, yeah. gives me something to yeah. start. Email. I don't know. Can you just, like, write these all in a dating profile, you think? Like, I am looking for these green flags. <laughs> I don't know. The last time I created a dating profile was a nightmare. So <laughs> I think my ther- my therapist made me create one. She was like, make a dating profile and read it to me and then after i read it to her she was like do you believe any of what you just wrote i said absolutely fucking not <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was my cue to kind of figure out who i was <laughs> well i think that's the perfect note to end this week's episode on <laughs> catch you next time yes call me goodbye <laughs>